Welcome to the Paragold Podcast. This is Jerry Pitney, and today I'm joined by Haley Deck. Haley, thanks so much for coming on. Hey, thanks for having me again. The Yes, and it's the 100th episode. I know. I was actually pretty intimidated when you told me that because I was deal. like, I don't think that I'm interesting enough for this, but <laughs> hey, well, we're, we're, I'm uh, happy to be here. So, Well, so glad to have you back on. I guess you were episode two. We were talking about that. Was that right? Yep. Episode two, Josh A.G. was one. So that was like... January 2020, I think. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Or is it 21? It 21. was 21, it was 21 because 21. I had just had Silas. That's right. So That's okay. Well, glad to have you back. I know that when you came on the first time, we talked about your uh, book, which was about to be released. I want to um, actually read an excerpt from that uh, here in a little bit and talk about gratitude as this is being released uh, around the time of Thanksgiving. I think that's an appropriate topic. Um, but i just like to, to catch up here, just kind of how life is for you. I heard you're back into teaching. Is that right? I am. So that was completely unexpected. This summer, I had called the little private preschool that Livy started at before she came to Pals. You know, they have to be a certain age and potty trained to start Pals. So she actually began in Jonesboro. And so I called asking about Silas because I thought, you know, it's time for him to be around other people. And when I did, my friend said, well, we don't have a spot for Silas just yet, but we do have a teaching position. And immediately I was like, uh, no, thank you. You know, I wasn't sure I was ready, but for some reason I just couldn't let it go. I ended up going down there and talking to the director who is now one of my great friends, Mm. um, and left with a key. So, Wow. Just, yeah, it was unexpected. It was like two weeks before school Happened started. Happened super quick. Yes, and it has been such a blessing. Livy goes with me. She's in the classroom next door to me. Oh, that's cool. Silas goes. He's in the toddler room, and I teach the threes. So the threes? How many threes are in the room? I have 10 three-year-olds, and they are wonderful. I couldn't be more blessed. I love them so much. What do you... My daughter, by the way, I don't know if you knew this, Robert, my daughter had uh, Haley as a kindergarten teacher it took me a while to not call you miss Haley. i know i know <laughs> and so and she absolutely loved you and um uh, I, I, I think i was asking wyatt you had wyatt for a little while that was the year i had livy okay why i had nora and then wyatt was in there the year that i was pregnant with livy that's right. and i had livy in september so that's right. i barely got to experience the year with him well both of my kids absolutely love you Aww. um you're a fantastic teacher i'm curious what do you like about teaching i love the relationships and being there with the kids just daily you know i love teaching them things obviously but i will say the three-year-olds, it is a sweet spot for me because you get to do life with them. You know, you're teaching them basic everyday life skills. You're teaching them how to talk to their friend. You know, if their friend hits them, then you say, hey, I don't like it when you do that. Tap on my shoulder next time. Basic skills. I love that. I love just the interactions, everyday life situations. Obviously, we do lots of fun things in preschool because it's all art. It's all, you know, it's just fun. So that's the sweet spot. Do they have to be able to wipe their own bottom before they come to you? Um, Because that would be a deal breaker for me. um, Well, you wouldn't want the job then. I'm just going to say that. Okay. What is the difference between... uh, now that you've been in public school, and this is private school, correct? 
Uh, there's a huge difference. Yes, it's it's private school where I'm at now, but it's also just a preschool, so it only goes up to the preschool age. Um, massive difference. Number one, the class size. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I only have ten compared to in public school kindergarten. I could have twenty, um, and it's just more. I don't know. It's more of a homey feel. Mm-hmm. I guess, and yep. and that could be attributed to the class size also, because you can get really close to ten sets of parents. You yes. know, um, although I did have great parents and great parent relationships when I taught kindergarten. I have said every year, I don't know how, but I get blessed with the best groups of kids and parents every year. And yeah. maybe it's just, I think it's your reputation. Well, like I, I really, I know you wouldn't say that, but I, like we, I mean. At that age, especially, like everyone's asking, yep. what teacher do you recommend? You yep. know that's true. That, that has something to do with it. Yeah, you're and you're asking, and it's like your reputation's gone before you. So it's like, yep, that's who we're trying to get. Well, I appreciate that so much, but I just feel, and when I went into it this year, what I said was, I want to be the person that people have been for me. Like when I sent Livy Finley. Uh, now Silas, to school. I want to be that person for that mama and that daddy. You know, that... It's that awesome. I, I just love being that for somebody, so... Tell me what that is. So, for the people that are listening to this, because I know teach, there are teachers that will listen to this, like... Um, what is that that you think parents are looking for? Like, what are some of those things that, in your mind, even like as the new year is starting, you're about to be meeting these kids for the first time, you're thinking, this is what I mean by, like, I, I want to be that kind of teacher? Like, well, for me specifically, I know that leaving my baby with anybody else was a struggle, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, and I remember when it was time to begin school for Livy, I wanted her to get out and see other people, not just mommy all the mm-hmm. time. And to me, having someone that I knew I was sending my baby to that was going to love my baby, be with my baby, and she was going to look forward to go seeing them, and all of that is so important to me. I get, yes, I want her to learn things, obviously, but it's just the peace I have in knowing that somebody is genuinely wanting to take care of my child. And that's the key. Like, and I'll, I'll, like, it almost feels like you can't, either you have that or you don't. As you said, someone who genuinely right. cares for my child right. is like, this isn't something where it's like, ah, fake it till you make it. Exactly. Like, either you got it or you don't. I truly want somebody who sees my child and is excited to be there with them, you know. And I know there's busyness of life and other things going on, and you're always going to be ready for a break. Every teacher is going to be ready for a break. I mean, Thanksgiving's coming up. We want to be with our families. But I also want, when I'm there with those 10 kids, I want to be there with those 10 kids. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mentally, Mm -hmm. I want to be there. I want it to be as nourishing to me and my spirit and my soul as it is to them, you know. Do you think it being, when you say, I want it to be as nourishing to my soul as it is to them, like, do you find nourishment by giving away, by pouring into them? Is like, is that what you mean by that? I feel like, yeah, I have to be able to give a lot of myself, especially to three-year-olds. Uh, yeah. Um, but they give a lot back, you know. They just, the, the, innocence and Mm -hmm. the genuine sweetness that they carry Mm -hmm. it's uplifting and 
if you think about it, it's all these little moments that make up our life. So if I'm going every day to school, just waiting for the moment that it's over, then I'm wishing my life away. I want to enjoy it while I'm there with them. You know, has that perspective changed after? Oh, now I will say I I truly did soak up the time with Finley. Um, part of that being because I didn't get the stay at home time with her that I had with Livy and Silas. I went back to school six weeks after having her, um, and so. The afternoons after school, the weekends, the vacations off were so, so special and so cherished to me because that's the time we had together. And looking back, you know, even the week of our accident, I had made a post that week on social media. And of course, it pops up every year now. It was just a few days before the accident. I had made a post. I was pregnant with sage and i posted a picture of like the baby bump you know Mm -hmm. and i just remember posting about how grateful i was for these sweet simple little moments and i was so heartbroken to read it but at the same time so glad because i it reminded me Mm. that i did really cherish that time i didn't i didn't feel guilty as if i didn't spend the time with her that I could have while she was here. You That's know? great. It, my wife, she's struggling with this right now. Like, but you know, Megan, um, yeah. she homeschools. I our, know. Oh, my word. Yeah. Oh, Megan. I, I know. She homeschools our three kids, but our, she's, Nora's wanting to go back to public school. Oh. So she's, she feels like she's not challenged mm. uh, as much as she should oh. be at home. Wow. And I think <laughs> she's missing the social interaction. Mm. And so, mm. but uh, Megan has been really kind of torn up over like, oh, I want to be as present mm-hmm. as I can in my kids' lives. Um, but then also, like, we wanted to be able to go and, and be a part of school. She wants to be a part of school. And I don't know if you have any um, – I don't know if you have any thoughts, wisdom, uh, insights on that. But I think – I don't think my wife is alone in the fact I think that there are a lot of people who maybe sometimes feel like they'd like to be able to be more present than they are, even a homeschool mom, like – do you battle with that at all, even now, of like, mm-hmm. man, am I being as present I need to be? Am I giving my kids everything? Absolutely. So that you would think after losing a child, after losing a baby, you would think that I would never have a moment of not wanting to be around my children <laughs> <laughs> or whatever yeah. the case may be. But that is absolutely – it's just – it's just life, you know, oh, and and it is hard not to get lost in the busyness of life. And especially she's home. I get that. So part of the reason I did go back to school this mm-hmm. year was because I was ready for a change of scenery. I've mm-hmm. been home for yep. four years, going on five years. I was ready for some adult interaction, yes. you know, um, a little bit of change of pace and so it is not hard to get caught in that I hate to use the word mundane yeah but you're doing 
pretty much the same thing every day, and it's hard not to get caught in that cycle Yes, and to be able to slow down. Do you find that the time, so now that you're with them less hours, do you find that the time that you're with them is more, you're with them maybe less quantity, but the, the quality, quality of that time is yes. better? Yes, that's exactly what I was kind of pointing at with when I was talking about Finley and that time with her was so special because I had to go to work then, you know. And now I I, I said that as I, be, as I began the new school year. I told Blake, I said, wow, the first Saturday that came along, I said, this really feels like a Saturday because, <laughs> you know, this. And yes. so, yes, the quality of the time, it's not about the number of hours you spend with them, but it's those meaningful moments, you know, sitting down, even if it's five minutes of really intentionally being with them. Yes. And you're hitting on something. uh, This has become like a a mom's podcast all of a sudden, which is great. Yeah. Mom cast. (laughs) Um, You're hitting on something I think is important. At least like this is conversations I have with my wife is, you know, she can tend to feel so guilty anytime she takes away from the kids. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you that mom guilt, it'll get you. It's it's real life stuff right here. It is, yes. it is real life. It is. And and somebody said something to her, I don't remember who it was, like, um I'm gonna mess this up. basically there was a lady, uh Cassie Langford's her name used to be in our church. Now she's in East Tennessee, but she used to be a stay at home mom, then she went back and started teaching again. Mm-hmm. And she said that that was good for her soul and it was good for her kids because she was giving them a more refreshed, energized version of herself for three hours a day than she was. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it, she was kind of honestly feeling like, yeah, it was like the mundane, there was more frustration yes. and all that. And so she's like, it's better for me to give them a healthy three hour version of myself mm-hmm. than a non healthy, kind of like nine hour version of myself. Or exactly. Whatever and I'm that makes me feel better just hearing that because I had quite the challenge going back. Those first two weeks, I struggled. I would be in my classroom just trying not to tear up because at one point I was going, I was thinking about Finley and taking her to spend the day with someone else while I went to teach. Mm-hmm. And that, if I didn't, if I could have been home with Finley, in a heartbeat I would have been. So... I was fortunate to be able to do that with both Livy and Silas. And then when I chose to send them somewhere and I chose to be with mm-hmm. other people's children, that was, that was. So you felt some of that. Oh, I felt a lot of that, Jared. I felt a lot of that. I It took me a good two weeks probably to get past that and say, look, exactly what you just said. I am letting them have experiences outside of just mommy Mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. And when we go home, this time together is so special because we've been apart all day. Yeah, Christmas vacations. Actually, like you said, like a Christmas vacation. Exactly. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited for you. This has been really good for me. So, and uh, yeah, Yeah. yeah, excellent. Well, why don't we do this? I've got your book um, here in front of me. And. by the way, congratulations Thank on getting you. that uh, released. You. And uh, I've talked with several people. Matter of fact, I was someone today uh, that has said they read your book and just how much it meant to them. Aww. And so, um, but this is my signed copy, signed. by the way. Man. That is yeah. Special. But you don't have one of these, do you? Robert? I don't. Where do you get those? I mean, mm, I, I just found it on my desk one day. <laughs> and so, see if you can get me one, Jared. Uh, I'll see what I can do. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. So. 
like I said, this is coming out um, right before Thanksgiving, Friday before mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. And uh, there was a section in your book that I remember that was specifically about gratitude. And I want to read it, and then I want to um, talk about it a little bit. And so this is in uh, uh, talking about seeing differently and experiencing joy and just how you were still struggling after the death of, of your children, especially just thinking about like, all the time you're not going to have with Finley and just your, I guess, I don't know if you're angry over it, just probably experiencing all the emotions, all the feelings. But then you talk about this moment um, of divine awareness. And, and I'm just going to read what you wrote. You said, I chose to let go. I chose to stop toiling over how much I didn't get with Finley and wholeheartedly focused my attention on what I did get with her in physical form. He said, I made a choice to become open to seeing everything differently. And then here's what really jumped out. You said, I felt increasingly grateful for the time spent with little Finley then and now. I became excited about the journey we were on together and an ever-present gratitude filled my heart. In the midst, listen to this line, in the midst of the deepest grief, I began to experience deep gratitude which has brought unconditional joy. What a great line. Uh, and I believe you really experience that. Those aren't just words. Like, that's your life. And so I'm, I want to know, as someone who struggles with gratitude, I struggle with contentment. I struggle with, uh, I can tend to see the negative more than the positive. How do we experience deep gratitude in the midst of deep grief? Because, some people who've listened to this have maybe lost a kid. Uh, maybe not. It, no matter where they are, everyone experiences grief, um, and it's real grief to them. So, yeah, how do you experience deep gratitude in the midst of deep grief? So hearing you read that, it almost brought me to tears because just thinking about that precious baby, oh, she, I can't even explain to you all what, that baby means to me. Um, I just realized shortly after the accident, obviously I couldn't think of anything other than the fact that she wasn't here and how much I missed her. And I remember missing her little voice and, and being so consumed with heartbreak over the fact that I was not going to hear that little voice anymore. And I remember the moment I was driving on Pruitt's Chapel Road. We were headed towards our house to get clothes because we were not living in our home at that point. We were still with my parents. And I remember telling Blake, this, her life was not meant for this. I said, she did not come here for two years for it to end this way. And I remember that was a turning point, and I remember my heart just changed to, and I knew that instead of focusing on this heartbreak that I was feeling, because that was obvious, Mm -hmm. um, I had to choose to truly focus on how thankful I was to have her, because in every lifetime, forever, to infinity, if I had the chance, I would go through it all again. Not even a question to be with that baby. There's not a, so there is no amount of heartbreak that could overpower 
the gratefulness I feel to have had her here in form. There's none. And, you know, gratitude has been, that was obviously a very transformational thing for me. Gratitude, learning to focus on being grateful for the moment in form that I had with her. And it truly brought me into this present moment and being able to understand that she really is with me now. And now it's just so real to me. It's just second nature that I don't even think about her being gone. I truly do not think about her being gone because it's so real to me. And it has to be. It has to be real to me for me to be able to move forward. Um, But... You know, gratitude is such a transformational tool. Um, and is it something that you felt like that you had to, that you had to choose? Or like when you talk about in the book, like this kind of this divine awareness, or it's almost, it almost like when I read it, I got this sense of like, you almost didn't even have any control over it. You're just all of a sudden just like, bam, yes. it fell on you. Like, was it that, was it both in? Is it like, yes, it kind of fell on you and you had to choose it then after that? Or, I can honestly say that anything that is written in that book was not really thought out. It was more of it hit me. Um, It was more of just like all of a sudden it was like I knew something or I was aware of something that I hadn't really been thinking on. And the moment I would feel it and I was like, I don't know, maybe it was Finley sharing that with me or maybe it was God sharing that with me. I don't know which... But it just felt like a knowing, like an understanding that I wasn't really maybe even looking for at times. But it's just like I knew it. You know, I just felt it. It was almost a feeling at the same time. So, no, it wasn't necessarily me like toiling and saying, you really need to be grateful. (laughs) No, it wasn't that. It was more of just overwhelmingly this feeling of gratitude for just being her mom. How do you think you said it was very transformational? In, in what ways do you think it began to transform you at that moment and still does choosing gratitude? Oh, well, so gratitude to me is, and this may not resonate with everyone, but to me, it is acknowledging the good in this moment. It's acknowledging the good in this moment, even this moment. You know, we're sitting here in a beautiful room. Great job, by the way. Um, Robert. <laughs> yeah, he did a great job. Oh, thank you. Um, having a conversation, mm-hmm. you know, we're comfortable. This table's here. It's nice. You know, it's, it's acknowledging the good in every moment. Mm-hmm. And not to say, I, I feel like sometimes gratitude is... A misconception. I feel like sometimes we take it as saying, you know, well, I should be thankful. It's not a comparison. It's not looking at somebody That's else's really life situation and saying, I should be grateful. Because That's huge. Exactly. Because then you're depending, your gratitude is dependent upon somebody else being worse off than you, yeah. suffering more than you, having less than you. That's and it's not kind true. of And it's kind of shameful. And the fact, like it's shaming of yourself that you're just like... You know, it's it, like, so like, yeah, I could easily look and have a very bad day and be like, well, at least I'm not Blake and Haley. Yeah, exactly. Like, and it, no, so now also what you're telling yourself is, I don't have any reason to be sad. Right. Well, maybe you do have a reason to be sad. Right. Like, maybe you did have something that happened that's, and I think, 
like this just really important. Like, here's a question I guess I have is how do you hold grief and gratitude together? Because you did that. And I think you're not saying don't pretend like you're not sad because that's no. also very dangerous. It's like you can have those two things, right? Absolutely. You can have grief and you can have gratitude. And I think some people think it's the complete opposite where it is that I'm feeling sad right now, but at least my kid's alive. So I'm just going to quit being yeah, sad. Exactly. I should be more thankful because at least my children are here. No, I didn't have that option. Right. So it was more of, yes, absolutely. You can, it's, it's such a weird place to live in grief because you can feel deeply sad at moments. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like, especially in the beginning, you're carrying that sadness with you. But gratitude just overcome come overcame me in that moment mm-hmm. um so I may have still been sad mm-hmm. that I missed her mm-hmm. I, that's not going to change still to this day you know but I can be grateful at the same time if I if I change my focus I guess is what I'm trying to say um I have to put my focus in a certain place. Mm-hmm. I can't now I I can't think about all these things that I'm going to miss with her. I can't really meditate on that and still feel grateful because that brings me to a different place. Mm-hmm. I really do have to focus on you had this moment with her, all of these things you're learning now, um, what you've learned about eternity now mm-hmm. from this. Mm-hmm. I do have to put my focus in a certain place. When do you know when it's time to shift that focus? Because that's something I, I struggle with. Um, I actually can tend to, Robert and I are on complete ends of the spectrum. Like he's always going to tend to lean towards the positive, optimistic, gratitude, Thanksgiving. I can tend to be, I can actually tend to find more comfort in the sorrow and the grief mm-hmm. and the brokenness of the world. Um, you've got to have I think both of those, mm-hmm. right? And so I think of Jesus' words, like, blessed are those who mourn, right? Mm-hmm. And he was a man of sorrows, but then you also have give thanks in all circumstances, right? And, like, um, when do you know, so, for example, if maybe in your situation, and you may not know the answer to this, but, like, when can you make the switch, or maybe it's not even a clean switch, maybe it's just in and out, in and out of, like, from grief to gratitude, like do those things run on kind of parallel tracks, or is there an important is there a part where it's like, no, hang on a second, like you just lost your spouse, or you just got diagnosed with cancer, or you just whatever, like you need to, it's okay to like be sad about that and give yourself permission to be sad about that and let the waves kind of hit you. Is there can you do that for a season and then you move like okay, but now you need to start like looking at the positive or. Do those things intermesh? Is that, am I making any sense at all? You're I making like sense. Okay. I can part. I feel like it's everybody is on their own journey. Obviously, um, I can tell by the way I feel. Um, I like to think about things that make me feel good. Mm-hmm. I like to stay in alignment that way. I feel like with the source of who I am, and that if I'm feeling off then I feel like a lot of times there are things that I haven't addressed maybe. But absolutely, there are moments where I walk a lot and listen to music and everything like that. And sometimes a song will just hit me and it will hit me the right way and I can just let it go right there. But 
you know, sometimes that feels great. So, no, I'm absolutely not one to think that you can't have those moments. And, you know, ours is... 2017 we're mm-hmm, in 2022 mm-hmm. so yes. i mean five years removed and yes. and i still and and i will tell you every single year when september rolls around that's a huge month for our family because of all the things you know mm-hmm. that's livy's birthday finley's birthday sage's birthday mm-hmm. the accident all of it wow. um so i can feel a certain heaviness around that time mm-hmm. of year without even trying to think about it Mm -hmm. if that makes sense and so i think it's just a natural way of life i think Mm -hmm. that those emotions come and i just let them be what they are and i feel them and i try to be when i say try to be grateful really gratitude to me especially here recently, like when you, when you messaged me about coming on this podcast, you know, short notice, I was like, it was a very short notice. I was like, Ooh, I don't know if I'm going to be prepared for this. (laughs) And then you said, I think we should talk about gratitude. And it was odd because my mom and I, that morning, were having a conversation. I was like working out and she was like messaging me and we were messaging back and forth. And it was kind of about being content Mm. and being you know not wanting not not that you can't want for things but not feeling like you have to have something else to be happy or satisfied or whatever and so when you said that about gratitude it kind of gave me something to meditate on for a few days until Mm. we met and It was very therapeutic because I was like, what does gratitude mean to me? And then I began finding myself in just like day-to-day tasks. Mm -hmm. Like this morning I was just making my bed and I was like, this bed is so comfortable, you know. And I was thinking (laughs) about how just grateful I was to have this bed. And it was just something simple Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. And I found that gratitude is is in all these ordinary things, Mm. not... Not just the big Absolutely. life circumstances. We all want to say, I'm, I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful for my friends, you know. And I don't even think that you have to list what you're thankful for. Mm-hmm. I think it's more of a feeling mm-hmm. and an energy behind mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. That you, when you are truly acknowledging and noticing and appreciating mm-hmm. the good in this moment, yes. there is an energy behind that. Yes. And... You can tell by the way somebody walks through their day yeah. if they're genuinely grateful for the things around them, you know. Yeah, and that's something that has had to be, at least for because with my type of personality, and it's been a little bit more of a discipline for me to choose. Like, you know, you said it's not necessarily a list you make, but there are some people I think out there, at least like me, that it's done. it's been good for me to stop and be like, I actually am going to make a list, and there's been times where I've, We'll literally sit and be like, I'm going to try to think of 24 things in the past 24 hours yeah. that I have to be grateful for. And when I first started that, I was like, I don't think I'll be able to come yeah. up with that. But it's amazing if you yeah. start looking at the ordinary stuff like you're talking about. Yeah. Like it's not always this big stuff. It's like a cup of coffee, a yeah. conversation with someone. Yeah. Like there's a ton right. to truly be grateful for. And that practice I feel like is wonderful as well because you're training your brain. Yes. Like I said earlier about focus. To me, focus is everything because in every situation, I mean, just going back to the preschoolers, 
obviously it's easy to be like, oh my goodness, what is going on today? Is there a full moon? You know, whatever. <laughs> but it, I can focus on one side of it or I can look and say, hey, this is the way we can learn from this. Or this is a great learning opportunity. So-and-so just hit so-and-so. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's learn how to handle that. Next, you know, so I think focus is everything. And like you just said, when you are listing those things out, you are really training your brain to focus on those things that you're grateful for. And Mm. I have found that going through my day-to-day life, obviously this is a polished podcast. I don't want people to ever think that I think, well, I know the way to think about everything. (laughs) So, you know, um, I told one of my friends that I said, oh, I don't want people to think that I'm just trying to be like, Listen to me, please. But it's... You've not come across that okay. way to me at all, by the way. Well, it's just a very... You, you've you mentioned this, and it's been a well thought out, you know, mm-hmm. something that I've been able to meditate on for a few days. Yeah, sure. But it's been really special to me to be able to do that because I've noticed that I've been focusing more on what I'm grateful for in doing that. And I think a lot of people are at this time of year also, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Hundred percent, and it's an it's a. I do think it's a choice, like you said. Focus is the word you use. Like you've got to be intentional about it. And I think some people they become a slave to their thoughts mm-hmm. rather than like mm-hmm. kind of taking those thoughts captive and just being like, no, I'm going to choose today to think about what's good and what's true and what's right. And um, so that's a a very good word for me. I think all of us, whether you realize or not, have the power to do that. You know, right. to make that decision. Right. I'm curious, uh, switching from from gratitude or maybe not um, to something else, if. Looking back, this book has been out for a while now. Um, you've had more time just to process just life in general, not just, you know, the accident itself, but just are there any lessons, things that you've been learning um, in your life, just things that are, whether it was from the book that you've just now, you've been processing on a deeper level or new insights, anything that would be worth, you think, sharing with others who, whether it's uh, the mom or whoever it may be who has their own, suffering, their own hardships, their own grief, their own struggles, any word of encouragement that just comes to mind that you would share with him? I would say I'm always a little self-conscious about what I say to especially grieving parents because I don't want them to think that there's only one way. Totally. Maybe that's it. Yeah. So I would say that um, especially if you're on a journey through grief, um, I can't, I feel like a lot of people, I get messages all the time and I I get a little bit self-conscious about sharing information. I know that sounds odd because I wrote a book, but I don't ever want anybody to think I'm saying this is the way, this is the process. I'm simply sharing my experience. Mm -hmm. And if that helps somebody, then wonderful um I feel Mm. like be gracious towards yourself Mm. I don't think that there's any right or wrong way I really don't I feel like in the end it's all gonna be okay and I just really feel like you can take the pressure off of yourself and just relax and take it day by day, moment by moment. That goes back to our gratitude conversation, you know. Um, 
but for me, that's really that's really how I began to move forward. Forward was to take it moment by moment, process each moment, um, and move forward with that. You're preaching to me now because I am. Uh, yeah, the idea: be gracious to yourself, be kind to yourself. I don't know if um, Robert, can you Google this? I can't think of the author's name. Try softer. Is it like I'll be – I can't – I'm going to mess it up. But there's a – it's a fantastic book out there. I would just recommend to anyone who's listened to this. Um, it's entitled Try Softer. You see it? I don't even know how you pronounce it. Is it Andy? I think it's Colber. Right. Colber, that's it. Mm-hmm. And so and, – and she's – I'm pretty sure like a clinical psychologist or something like that. But there's just tons of research out there like on the importance of exactly what you just said of like wherever you are in the process, whatever's going on in your life, like – be kind to yourself. Exactly. Like her whole book is like, you don't try harder, you actually try softer. Because a lot mm-hmm. of times, this is where I get caught up, is like, I'm, oh, am I doing it right? Am I am I grieving right? Am I exactly. being grateful enough? If I and, it's, and, and you can't put all this pressure on yourself. Like, am I doing it right? Am I doing it right? And I love that message of just chill out, relax. It looks a little bit different for everyone. We're all kind of in this journey together. No one's got it all perfect. Exactly. This is kind of what has worked for me. And it won't work for me, it might not work for you. Like, just be willing to receive what comes your way mm-hmm. and handle it the best you can. Exactly. And don't beat yourself up whenever you don't, you know, do yeah. it perfectly. I know. If you're anything like me, I'm the exact same way. I'm so hard on myself. I'm so, uh, I analyze everything I do, say, yes. I reflect on yes. that. I worry about, you know, I don't want to lead anybody else in the wrong direction. And, and I'm the exact same way. So, yes, be gracious with yourself. If I looked back at Haley from 2017 and I would just hug her and say, mm. it's going to be okay. It's going to be all right. You're mm. going to make it. And you have got a lot to learn. It's beautiful. Well, why don't we end with some rapid-fire questions? We did not do this the okay. first time you were on. I don't and know if so, I'm ready. Yeah, this <laughs> is, yeah, if you thought the last part was nerve-wracking, wait till <laughs> you can see nothing yet. So um, I got six questions for you. Okay. Okay, ready? Number one, what is the last show or movie you watched or the last book that you read? Okay, the last movie I watched was Where the Crawdads Sing. The book, oh yeah. my, I'm breaking my stuff, sorry. Oh, you're good. Um, Calm down over there. Crawdads. <laughs> I'm, ex- yeah, yeah. I'm excited about these questions. Yeah. Wow. Um, the book was already here, and I need to get the author. It was a doctor, um, doctor something, already here if you want to Google it. Already here. Highly recommend. Great book. What's it about? Um, it is about a doctor who lost his son, um, and he learns a lot about eternity mm. from the loss of his son. It's very eye-opening. Already here. And it's mm. a very special book to me. Uh, Galland? Yes. Galland. Leo, Leo Galland. There it is. G-A-L-L-A-N-D. Very eye-opening. Very comforting to me. But like I said earlier... It may not resonate with everyone, sure. but it definitely did with me. You're you not hinted saying about that earlier. It also, what? You hinted about that earlier, about um, recently you said something along the lines of uh, having a maybe a firmer footing on eternity, mm-hmm. so things like that. I'm assuming that book had something to do with that? It has a lot to do with that. It has a lot to do with what I have felt 
from the beginning that maybe heaven isn't so far away. Mm. I, I do believe that um I do believe that maybe obviously we don't know exactly what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I do believe that well, I'll just leave it. If you if you want to read the book. That's exciting. It's a very good book. Well, I agree with you that I do not think heaven is far away at all. I mean, I think heaven is here partly and not here. I mean, that's a part well, of Well, I will tell you, from the beginning, I, I heard in my spirit, I, I remember telling Finley, I can't, I can't live without you. I cannot live without you. And I remember her telling me, and I don't know why I kept waking up hearing this, you're already with me, Mama. Mm. You're already with me. And I remember thinking, no, but I need you here in form with me. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't too long that I realized that we are already together. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not in a way that my eyes can perceive here mm-hmm. in this form, but maybe in a way that she can perceive now. Yeah, it's so much deeper thoughts than my mind's able to go at times, which is fine. But it's like I've heard... Um, and I don't remember where this came from. Robert probably know it. But people talk about how heaven is eternal, mm-hmm. you know, like so it's not bounded by time. Right, we're um, eternal and beings. So, yeah, and so like this idea, um, I might totally be botching this, by the way, but this idea of like my future self is already there, so mm-hmm. to speak, in some ways. And so it's like, does that make sense? Because there's no yeah, time. And so it's like exactly. if your loved ones are there. Is that, have you heard anything like that? I definitely I, would. Well, I mean, like as far as my theology goes, I definitely would say that God being eternal transcends not just space, but time also. So he's in the end and the beginning yes. at the same yeah, time. Yeah. That's crazy to think exactly, about. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and it made me feel so comforted because it was like, there's really, we have created this concept of time when in reality we are these eternal Yes. Beans. We measure everything by time. That's all we can do. Exactly. What time is the podcast? Exactly. Yeah. And so, yes, exactly that. It just, it. I felt like I was just wrapped up in her and she was wrapped up in me and there was, we could not be separated. It's pretty wild. That's so, great. Yeah. Sorry uh, to end the rapid fire. Let's. No, that, that's not. That's exactly what we do. Right. It's actually yeah. usually not very rapid. So okay. we usually stop okay. and. <laughs> sorry, yeah. It should really probably change. Slow fire. Probably, yeah, slow fire. <laughs> um. What is your favorite band? Oh, gosh. A band? You didn't see that was coming, did you? Oh. Or artist. They call them artist. Musician. Sure. Uh, okay, so it doesn't have to be an actual band. It doesn't have to be like, yeah, the Beatles. Or even like a yeah. genre of music. I'm the weirdest. No, I don't want to go that. I want to nail her down broad. on something. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I'm the weirdest. I like, like, literally, if you looked at, like, my You Amazon, love music. I love music yeah. so much. I love all music. Like, you can find us in the kitchen throwing down to... Wobble Baby with my okay, kids, sure, yeah. or country, all the country. But I'm a Swifty too. I, I like you like Taylor Swift. I if you miss. had to listen to an album or just one artist, mm. the rest of your life, mm. I'm not gonna hold you to this. I know that you'd probably regret whatever you're about to say because you're gonna go and be like, ah, this is actually a different answer. But right now, top of your head, one person you have to listen to at least for the rest of the year. We'll just say that. Oh, rest of the year. You, oh, that's easy then. I could do Morgan Wallen right now. Never heard of, of is that a he or she? You've never heard of Morgan Wallen. I never I have no idea who that is. 
this is an issue. <laughs> okay, how do you spell the last name? W A L L E N. Is that a guy or girl? It, I'm just appalled <laughs> by this whole conversation. <laughs> I'm do done. You wanna, do you want to end it right here? Just leave it. Post. Come I, back. I, I, honestly, I literally cannot believe this. You don't. You think I'm joking, don't you? Uh, I I'll, felt like you were putting on there for a second, but if, I'm if really, this is I'll, serious. Honest to God, I have no idea who it's that is. It's country music, Jared, so. That's why. Yeah. That's he's why. Not, he's not. Okay. Um, what song? This is him? Yes. Um, oh, my goodness. What song do I need to listen to? Um, any of them. Well, maybe not any of them. Which, Let me see. Which one will me turn me on to Morgan Wallen's music? Oh, I don't know. Is he still rocking a mullet? Uh, that sure looks like it in that well, picture. Probably. Uh, That's it back in now. Oh, yeah, see. I know. I don't know. I feel like this needs to be a question for the people. What song of Morgan Wallen's should Jared Pickney listen to first? Head over to Facebook, put it in the comments. We'll see what the people say. Okay. okay. I don't know if anybody else listens to this guy. Um, Is he popular? <laughs> He does have a lot of downloads. That pretty. I, pretty, I, I, I will say after seeing. Right I will say after seeing how many downloads he has, I feel a little bit embarrassed I that I don't know who he is. Five hundred and twenty-one million on whiskey glasses. I feel like it's a love or hate thing, though. I and would play I his music you, right now, but we'd probably get sued. I told you, I'm very eclectic. I love any type of music. Honestly, he was a contestant on The Voice. Really I didn't on. know that. I didn't Did you know that. that we had a? Uh, a contestant. Contestant on The Voice sure on this podcast? I did not. Sure did. Sat right Local there in that chair. Sure did. <laughs> Shout out to Corey Jackson. Good job, Corey. Um, I just feel, yeah, I, I feel like at this point we're completely distant and I apart. Know. And so um, I don't even know where to go from here. <laughs> no. I actually just ask the next question. I started to say, there should be more questions. I just thought you said Yeah, we'll six. end on a high note. Um, <laughs> Food. What is your favorite meal? There we go. Um, obviously, Thanksgiving dinner, mm. that's, that's sweet good. potato casserole, mm. my mom's. What, what do you put on the top of it? Um, obviously, the brown sugar yes. and pecans. Yes. Very good. The, Very good. Some people do cornflakes. Oh, Big mistake. Bro. Absolutely Sorry to my mother-in-law. I love you. Yeah. You know, I don't even really like the turkey, though. Like, is it a little dry? Yes. You got deep fried, I think. Yes. I take a piece just for... You know. Tradition? Yeah. We smoke some chickens with the turkey so we can eat the chicken. Yes. And say we had turkey. You know, I really think I really think my mom puts chicken in the dressing, yeah. not turkey. I mean I we have a turkey, her. but you like ham? Absolutely. Rolls? 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 Yes, rolls. I make homemade bread. You, you make homemade bread? Yes. Like a loaf of bread? Yes. Wow. Yes. How long have you been doing that for? Um, well, Blake's grandmother taught me the secret oh. yeah it's legit so, yeah yeah it's legit i i let that stuff rise and all jared man i know wow it's fun. nothing like a little homemade bread and morgan wallen <laughs> that's right that's probably what i'm listening to in the kitchen <laughs> while i'm making the bread <laughs> what is on your nightstand right now a lamp a picture of blake and myself and a baby monitor mm. great Give us a snapshot of an ordinary moment in your life that brings you great joy. Sitting in the living room watching Hogs basketball tonight at 7. It is tonight at 7. <laughs> How about old Nick Smith? What's going on over there? Um, well, I don't know. but I don't I, think he's coming back. Yes, he is. I don't think so. Are you serious? 
Blake Deck, can you weigh in? <laughs> yeah. I forget this isn't this live. Is live. <laughs> live. Call, yeah. call her. Call her. <laughs> yeah. Lily's like, why is nobody giving a favorite Morgan yeah. Wallen song yeah. yet? Yeah. Blake would give me all the info on that because he he keeps up with all that. You haven't heard him say that he's not coming back. No. Okay. I he's know he's a lot bench. bigger, huh? He's been on the bench. He's been he's been injured or something. I think. I think this is going to be a James Wiseman type situation. What is that? Um, he was the number one pick, or he was, I think he was number one pick in the NBA draft. I know he was the top rated player coming out of high school. He played like a few games and then they had like some, some ineligibility type stuff with him. This is a little bit different, but he ended up not playing the rest of the year. He was just kind of like, you know what? I'm done with it. I'm just like, I'm going to take care of my body, take care of myself and just get ready for the NBA draft. And so I just wonder with him after getting hurt, if there's an, it's just in my back of my mind where he's like, you know what? Look. This could change the rest of my family's mm. life. Well, that's got, what I was going to say. So he doesn't have to play to go to the NBA. I don't think so. Really? Wow. I think I like he's on the he... team. He's on the roster, and I think you're really. I think I could be wrong. I listen, everybody. I have no <laughs> idea what I'm talking about. I'll be honest. I'm just <laughs> oh my talking. gosh, hilarious. Um, that's really cool though that you watch the Hogs. That's fantastic. Uh, I would have said football, but. Uh, Did Blake get you year. into sports? Um, no, I grew up around sports. My dad and brother played, and honestly, the sound of sports on the radio is so soothing to That's me. That's awesome. I love that sound, and I've just always been interested in it. I played sports, but um, I mean, I wasn't good or nothing like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, but I've been around sports my whole life. But yes. That's fantastic. And we lived in Fayetteville for a year. Oh. So, yes, I did not that know was that. fun. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I taught I taught fourth grade my first year of teaching Are you serious? in Fayetteville. Just when you think you know somebody. I know. Private school. It was it was quite the culture shock when I came back to GCT. To public school, yes. You graduated from GCT, right? I sure did. Okay. All and right. then ASU. And now I'm a hog fan. Mm, right on. Yeah. Well, good right. for you. Last question. What is the one thing you're deeply grateful for right now? Ah, this moment that we have together, you know, and obviously I'm so grateful to have the best husband and children here with me and children that have gone before me to Mm. teach me a little bit more than I thought I would need to learn in this lifetime. Excellent. Well, Haley, it is always a lot of fun hanging out with you. Thank you so much. And it was short notice. So thank you for being flexible. I think you like took off work. In order to be here or something yes, like that. Yes, I let I put them down for a nap, and somebody oh. awesome come and took over for me, and oh, I I shot up here. That's so. fantastic. Well, it's always uh, a huge encouragement to me to spend time with you, and I know it is to a lot of other people. So thank you for being generous with your time. Oh, thank you, thank you for having me. All right, and that was Haley Deck. Haley, thanks so much for coming on. Such a pleasant human being. I'm so encouraged every time uh, that I'm around her. Um, you weren't able to be on the on the side of the mic, right? Um, the first time. No, she was no, that was before my time. But uh, man, this this was uh, really really great. Very encouraging. Golly, just a light of a person. That's a great way of saying it. Absolutely. Um, Hey, for those of you who are still listening, thank you so much for tuning in. This is our 100th episode. Yeah, celebrate. It is crazy to think about that. 100th episode. Um, Seriously, thank you for tuning in each week. We do this because of you, and so we are glad that you 
continue to uh, listen to these and download the episodes. If you've not already done so, we would encourage you to check us out on different social media platforms, uh, Facebook or Instagram. If you've not already done this, please give us a five-star rating on iTunes. That just helps people to find us more quickly and learn about the incredible people that are living here in this city, incredible people like you. And so as always, thanks for listening. Until next time.